Freedom is not a gift from government. Freedom is a gift from God. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. <laughs> Thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, indeed. And I mean it because it is 80 degrees at the coast in San Diego. And let me tell y'all, not to brag. Oh, you know what? I don't mind bragging. Let me tell y'all that. Why else would anybody live in here when it's about $5,000 a month to rent a studio apartment, right? And $5 a gallon of gas. Good grief. Give me something to brag about here. <laughs> With 80 degrees at the coast. Uh, rolling into the weekend tomorrow. I've got big plans to have me some fun this weekend. It is going to be nothing but fun, fun, fun for me. Um, but between now and then, I intend to stay on top of the hot topics. In fact, on tonight's show, I've got two stories to bring to you guys that I don't think I have heard or seen anywhere on any other news media. So stay. Oh, my. Uh, oh, my, indeedy. Okay. Stay tuned here. Don't change that dial. Feel free to write this number down and call in, though, 888-344-1170. So many topics for you to weigh in on tonight. Do you want to call in on the fact that Kabul is is um, going down? Some people are comparing it to the fall of Saigon. Do you think that that is an accurate description? Do you think it was just inevitable? What are your thoughts as we uh, are within a month of the 20th anniversary of 9-11, which sparked why we went into Afghanistan in the first place. Your thoughts on that? Your thoughts on what should be the one of, if not the number one story in America today, it should be right near the top, and that is uh, the son of a an installed president of the United States uh, on a viral video with a hooker talking about how multiple laptops of his have been stolen by the Russians and and talking about his father being president. Clearly, a na- not only should he be investigated for crimes, but the national security risk that this threat, the, the, this uh, risk to this country um, was actually picked up on by the hooker herself. Uh, imagine if that was a, tr- a, a, a what's Don Jr. or Eric, right? Feel free to weigh in on that. Any other hot topics? We've got Nick Adams who is an amazing author and a, a, a legal immigrant that just has kind of taken over D.C. He's going to be here. He's got a book about Trump and Reagan. It'll be interesting since he's a historian, even though he's not a natural-born American, it's interesting to get, it will be interesting to get his take as a historian of presidents on Joe Biden and what is going on today in Afghanistan, as well as these mandates coming on us and, and his thoughts on that. Bottom half of the hour, we're going to stay on uh, California in the recall. We've got uh, Dr. Melanie Burkholder is going to be here uh, to weigh in on the latest news on that. She's also running for office here. She's one of these American at, at, you know activists who's like, you know what, I got to jump in. I got to get active and do something. And now more than ever, We've got to get active and try to take our country back, especially after you hear these first two stories I'm about to bring to you. But before I get into that, I got to bring in my brother. It's DJ Potato Skins. We have a gentleman. Yesterday, I met in this very room with DJ Potato Skins. Cracks me up how there's so little of an investigation into good old Joe's son, Hunter, but they just won't let off Trump. Yeah, not only was there little investigation, we're actually coming out of the Trump administration in which he had two miserably failed attorney generals. The first one who basically uh, invited, welcomed, and handed the keys to the liquor cabinet over to the deep state to try to illegally, unconstitutionally launch a coup attempt against President Trump. And then uh, Bill Barr, who actually instructed U.S. attorneys to not inv- to cover up 
he obstructed justice and, and, and told them to stand down on any investigations during an election year, supposedly because he didn't want that to affect the uh, uh, the, the excuses. We don't want to be looking as though we're electioneering or we're getting into politics in an election year. That's information the American people needed to have, Jack Wagon. You're hiding the truth. That was information we needed to have as American citizens. Now, of course, Skins and I knew all about this because we actually, uh, unlike the average American who doesn't have time to actually delve into stuff, this is what we do. So we knew. But there were many Americans that didn't know. Um, Another topic, if you want to call in, is I have not had the opportunity to sit and, and watch the Lindell Symposium. Uh, he was reportedly attacked at his hotel last night. Um, he reportedly left the stage today at a time when there was an announcement made that uh, the judge did not dismiss the defamation lawsuits against him, Sidney Powell, and others. Um, I, I don't know if anything actually new was presented today. I know it was gripping TV from people, but what I'll I don't know. i try to look this hour. Yeah, thank you. Because what I don't know is was there any actual breaking news in terms of evidence that laws were broken, that election fraud happened, and anything presented in a concrete way that we can report on that because I don't have time to watch 72 hours of people continuing to complain about elections. I need I need the actual proof. I need the evidence that I can report on to the American people. Okay, let me tell you what I can report on as proof. Congress.gov, HR 4980, to direct the Secretary of Homeland Security to ensure that any individual traveling on a flight that departs from or arrives to an airport inside the United States or a territory of the United States is fully vaccinated against COVID-19 and for other purposes. So it's coming. It's coming. Uh, it, it will come to every aspect of our lives. We are in a shock and awe talking about Afghanistan. What, what we've got going on, who remembers shock and awe, right? Uh, that was Iraq. But who remembers, uh, this is a shock and awe against our freedoms of the United States of America. At the same time, the CDC has come out and said that that they're recommending these shots for pregnant women. For pregnant women. Pregnant women aren't supposed to eat sushi. Pregnant women aren't supposed to drink coffee. Pregnant women aren't even supposed to take a Tylenol without doctor's advice. Pregnant women aren't supposed to drink alcohol. I don't think they're supposed to eat soft cheese, which begs the question, what cheese can you eat if it's not soft? I mean, what's hard cheese? Is that Parmesan? I would yeah. guess, but uh, I, I'm see that would be hard for me. I love cheese, right? I, I know. I mean, you know, but 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 women are willing to do it because we know now after thalidomide and all and yeah. all kinds of birth defects from alcohol and and ca- over caffeine and cigarettes. You're not supposed to smoke cigarettes, but the the, the supposed health National Institutes of Health, our public health officials are recommending that that pregnant women be injected. With an experimental substance. They're sacrificing children. And of course, why wouldn't they sacrifice children? I mean, this is the same party that thinks it's okay to kill a child when he's, when he's uh, moving through the birth canal and an inch away from uh, breathing you know, air and oxygen into its lungs. Andrea, when it comes to their power grab, everybody's expendable. Absolutely. And one thing that was sent to me today, I'm not going to say by whom, alerted me to a job posting for the army national guard and this is the title is uh, internment resettlement specialist 
job description. It takes highly organized individuals to ensure day-to-day operations run smoothly in any environment. As an internment, Google the definition of internment while I read this, will you please, my dear? Internment resettlement specialist for the Army National Guard. You will use your organizational skills to make this happen in military confinement, correctional detention, or internment facilities. It includes job duties, supervision of confinement and detention operations, external security of facilities, providing counseling guidance to individual prisoners within a rehabilitative program, maintaining records of prisoners, internees, and their programs. Some of the skills you'll learn, military laws and jurisdiction, self-defense and use of firearms. What does that sound like to you? Well, let's just put it this way. The definition of internment is the act of interning or confining, especially in wartime. Right. Well, I posted this today uh, on a couple different socials. One person said, well, you know what? This could be that when Trump gets back in office, we're going to be rounding up the communist. No, this isn't for communists. No, we got communists running our government. Americans wouldn't do that. Right. No. We got, we got communists running our country. Um, you think it's for illegal aliens? Legal aliens right now are staying at $400 a night hotel resorts in East County. They're roaming get, free. Well, they're roaming free or actually they're being set up in, in hotel resorts. Some $300, $400 a night you know, summer resorts with pools and stuff. So I don't think it's for illegals. Who do you think it's for? Who do you think they're, who do you think they're planning to round up and put in confinement centers with armed guards and being put through rehabilitative programs. Anybody who's non-compliant in uh, what they want to, want to do with uh, in regards to health or in regards to if you're speaking out against any election fraud. Yes. They're getting ready to round up. They got to have a place after they round us up. I have, how many times have I reported in the Department of Homeland Security identifying through through a variety of different means, these uh, patriot extremists. And their definition of patriot extremists and extremism was those who think government is too big, taking their individual liberties away, questioning the election outcome, and sharing, quote, disinformation regarding COVID and uh, the, the shots. Think I'm being a conspiracy theorist? I mean, this this was this job posting was on Indeed.com. Okay. Which means you can look it up. <laughs> Indeed.com. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to bring in Nick Adams. I'm going to ask him about that. I'm going to put him on the spot. Maybe when you call him, I hate to put, I hate to put, I don't do gotcha with guest. But if he hadn't heard this story, um, I want to get his perspective on it. He is a, he is a presidential historian. We've got to talk to him about that. Cobble and more. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. So much breaking news. Before uh, the break, I was telling you guys about this new um, HR bill that has to do with DHS mandating vaxes for anybody flying within the United States. Updates on on um, 
CDC pushing shots on. And again, I'd like to ask where the Republicans are. Yeah, where are the Republicans on this? Right. Where are the Republicans in terms of filing impeachment papers? The Republicans went along with impeaching President Trump over a phone call. He had had every right to uh, to make with Ukraine. Uh, Don Jr. was hauled in before, you know, I don't know how many committees. Meanwhile, we got we've got uh, Joe Biden, Biden breaking the law right and left everywhere. We got crackhead Hunter on a video talking to a hooker about Russians stealing his laptops. And the hooker even figured out, couldn't you be compromised? Couldn't you be blackmailed? OK, this is a major national security problem crisis we've got going on. And the Republican Party is absolutely nowhere. Joining me to discuss, actually, I brought him on to discuss his great new book, Trump and Reagan, Defenders of of America uh, by Nick Adams, but I've got to pick his brain um, because I, I can't think uh, of a greater contrast um, from Trump and Reagan than what is going on with the Biden administration. In case you haven't heard of Nick Adams like the rest of America, he was a presidential appointee in Trump administration. He's written multiple books. I think his book, Green Card Warrior, was the first book uh, that I think was endorsed by a sitting president. He's got his Foundation for Liberty and American Greatness uh, organization. I mean, he's an immigrant to this country, a legal Im- immigrant who understands and loves, 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 this, loves this country more than most natural-born Americans. And he joins me now. Hi, Nick Adams. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hello, Andrea Kay. It's great to be here. Thank you very much for having me. Well, oh my gosh, I just love that accent so much. And before we get into the breaking news, I got to ask you, um, for many reasons, you love being in, in the United States of America, but I would imagine, especially now, it must be hard for you to see what's going on in Australia with these shutdowns and these lockdowns. Oh, definitely. Look, it's nothing surprising to me, uh, given that I lived in Australia for the first 32 years of my life, and what was going on down there is pretty stock standard for the way that things are done. But it does give me a newfound appreciation for the United States, and it's pretty much every day, to be honest with you, that I wake up and I thank God that I'm here. I want to kiss the ground because this country is so full of opportunity. It is so full of freedom. It is so different to everywhere else. What breaks my heart is that so many Americans born here want to change this place into other places around the world. And I can't for the life of me understand why they would want to do that kind of self-sabotage. Well, I think it's because, uh, and I know that your nonprofit work does a lot of work with schools. Our schools, I've been doing a lot of education segments for years now because I identified a while back that the cultural Marxist movement, the battleground, to tear apart the fabric of this country in which it was founded and usher in their Marxist utopian agenda was through our schools. And that's really what, what they've done. We are, we are feeling the effects of decades now of them churning out little socialist, uh, soldiers for the state after they wiped history away and the truth of it and replaced it with their anti-American, anti-capitalist, pro-socialist ideology. And it just continues to get worse and worse and worse with, you know, now CRT being taught and LBGTQ. And, you know, I imagine uh, Ronald Reagan is turning over in his grave. You're right. And I haven't had a chance to read your book yet, but but Trump and Reagan definitely were defenders of America. And what we've got going on right now, just four months into this Biden administration, Nick Adams, what a disaster. I've got to ask you your thoughts about the movement. They are about to maybe not turn us into Australia, but we're about to be all, you know, forced to be jabbed, regardless of our health conditions, regardless of, pre- of pregnancy. They're, so they're forcing, taking our, our freedoms away from us. And speak to that first. And then I want to pick your brain on Kabul and what's going on in Afghanistan and foreign policy. 
it's definitely very concerning what we're seeing develop all across America. The Democrats, the socialist progressive axis that's determined to bring America to her knees. Uh, COVID, of course, has given the Democrats a wonderful opportunity, not just to fix elections, but to exert control, which they've always hungered for. And now they're able to hide behind uh, the veneer of of uh, the COVID-19 threat. And that's what we're seeing with the masks and the vaccines and, and all of that kind of stuff. And the irony is that uh, COVID right now is worse than it ever was last year. And yet, because Donald Trump is no longer in office, uh, we don't hear anything about it. Uh, when I log on to my social media, and I know many of your listeners are going to be able to relate to this, almost every day I see at least one or two people in hospital with COVID pneumonia fighting for their lives, uh, either being on ventilators or being close to being on ventilators. And uh, we don't we don't hear anything about it at all. It's because the, the media, as usual, is carrying the water for Biden and Kamala Harris and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all of the other democratic degenerates that uh, are doing their best to, to weaken the greatest country in the history of the world. Yeah, and um, one of the reasons why they're not talking about that, that so much, they're talking about the Delta variant, how we got to have masks and jabs and this and this and this, but they're not talking about those details, is because then somebody might be talking about how many of those those patients on these ventilators and how many are currently uh, close to death or dying could have been prevented had they been treated with hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and budesonide. And uh, the control of information and the denial of truth to the American people and the propaganda that's being pushed uh, on the socials and through the mainstream media is as a part of the crisis that we've got in, in terms of why so many Americans are, you know, are buying into this. Ronald Reagan said in 1964 that the way that the socialists would get over on us would be through our health care system. I don't think he, I think he thought it would be more along the lines of like an Obamacare takeover, which that clearly was a redistribution of wealth. But this is really the ultimate way for them to seize control over business and schools and and individuals and, and complete states. And what would Ronald Reagan, what do you think Reagan and, and, and it, it, what do you think he would be saying or what do you think he would have done in this coronavirus response? Well, look, I think Ronald Reagan was a very practical person and uh, he did not believe that the answer to anything was more government. And so Ronald Reagan would have sought to much like President Trump did last year, he would have sought to find private partnerships. Uh, he would look at business. He would look at other sources in order to be able to help fix the problem. And he certainly wouldn't be into the mandating vaccines and mandating masks and all of that kind of stuff. That just wasn't who Ronald Reagan was. And I talk a lot about this in my new book, Trump and Reagan, Defenders of America, uh, because a lot of the criticisms that Donald Trump receives to this day are almost identical to the criticisms that mm-hmm. Ronald Reagan received. They're unintellectual, devoid of nuance, that they exploit white male resentments, uh, mm-hmm. and so forth. And um, But you know what? Both men always ended up siding uh, more so with the right than the wrong and definitely the good over the evil. 
Speaking of good over evil, that's really what this this war on terror was about. It was about uh, defeating an ideology, not defeating a nation state, not defeating actually even a group of individuals, Al-Qaeda. Today, we see the fall of Kabul as we approach the 20th anniversary. And I don't know if you talk about foreign policy and wartime in your book, um, but clearly President Trump was the first president in decades that did not take us into war. Um, but at least he did. At least he it managed to keep it more peaceful. He used the mother of all bombs and and protected the Afghanistan people. He wiped out ISIS. And now we've got 7000 troops hustling over there to try to protect what few Americans are left. Um, speak about the foreign policy and, and, and what's happening in Kabul and your thoughts on that as it compares to Trump and Reagan. Well, it's incredible when you look at it, when both Trump and Reagan got in to office as presidents. What they did was they did everything they possibly could to build up the military. Now, not to build up the military with the purpose of going and invading countries or going to war, but to build it up so that there would be peace through strength. Now, every time a Democrat president gets in there, they cut the military. They cut the spending. And in doing so, they make the place, they make the whole world a much more dangerous place. So Reagan and Trump understood at the, at the very core of their foreign policy was this idea to keep the peace through strength. And they did that. And Donald Trump in particular, obviously the first uh, president in a very, very, very long time to not take the nation to war. And uh, the world is a much more infinitely dangerous place because of Joe Biden. It's mm-hmm. as simple as that. Yeah, because because the thing about Trump is that they your enemies have to believe that your military can crush you and that the president of the United States will use that force if he has to. They have to believe that you have the means and the will to do it. And under and uh, uh, what we've seen and, and we haven't talked about George W. Bush, um, but they knew with Trump not to mess with Trump. And he proved using uh, he, he gave the power back to the generals and the boots on the ground to make decisions. They used the mother of all bombs. They wiped out ISIS and more. And then, you know, he 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 negotiated deals um, with other actors in the Middle East to help assist that. And it worked out really well. And, you know, our enemies feared us and our allies respected us. And then Biden gets in office, immediately, you know, starts, you know, kissing the button with John Kerry, kissing the butts of Iran and and more. And nobody respects us. Nobody fears us anymore. Right? No, that's, yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. I undid everything in the space of six months that Trump had built up. Uh, you know, the, the whole fear factor, the intimidation factor, the unpredictability factor, all of the things that Donald Trump had going for him and enabled him to reposition America as number one, as, mm-hmm. as, the most, as the most critical player in everything, all of that was surrendered because of Joe Biden's gutlessness uh, and inability to, you know, just, just general street smartness. Yeah. Just goes out the door with these Democrats. Well, Anyone and, with, with half a brain would know. Right. Well, and, and then I was just flashing, excuse me for interrupting, Ronald Reagan dropped a bomb man on Muammar Gaddafi, right? Now, that was at a time in which my dad got notified by the military. There's, yeah, there was a hot spot going on and he might be called up. And I was like, what? I was like, you old, daddy, you're 37 years old or whatever. 30. Uh, but he ended up not having to be called up uh, because Ronald Reagan dropped a bomb and quieted down little Mr. <laughs> Muammar Gaddafi, right? 
Well, exactly. Yeah. I got Reagan, Reagan understood. Yeah. yeah. Real quick before I have to let you go, Nick Adams, and I apologize for throwing you a curveball, but you're on top of everything going on. And I got to pick your brain on something that uh, that I was revealed to me today. And it was a job posting from the Army National Guard. Um, which is about recruiting people to supervise and secure with firearms in a confinement and detention operations, basically rehabilitative programs, uh, for prisoners. And, um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but I, we were scratching our head because this can't be for illegals. This was a job posting on indeed.com through the Army National Guard. Can't be for illegals because we know they're being put up in hotels in different places. Um, you know, we, we've already got a prison system. So this is sure looking to me as though this is for us, you know, crazy conservatives that don't want to go along with some kind of plan. Am I being a conspiracy theorist? Well, I really don't know enough about that to uh, to give you a, 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 a good answer. Um, but you have every right to uh, sound like a conspiracy theorist or think like a conspiracy theorist, given everything that's been going on and, and given where the just how less the Democrats have become. Well, yeah, I mean, these guys yeah. are. Yeah, have you heard yeah. any rumblings of any camps or anything going on? Because I, I really I haven't. I, yeah, I haven't either until I saw this posting. I can't deny this. This was a real job post, and I think um, that I think that it's wise of us to not necessarily jump on something, but we need to keep our eyes open. And what we need to do is recognize that if ev- if we mm-hmm. would even think that this is a possibility that it could happen, Nick Adams, we need to be fighting for our freedoms. Final thought from you um, before we go is: What should we do? as Americans, to, to push back against the growing tyranny in this country? Well, I think it all begins at school. I think it all begins much earlier than college. That's a mistake that conservatives often make. They think that the damage is done in college campuses. I think it begins infinitely earlier than that. And we need to make sure that we're passing on what it means to be an American, that we're passing on to our kids a limited government and and uh, being good and all of that kind of stuff because, uh, unfortunately, due to our failure of not passing on what it means to be an American, so many Americans now believe in European values as opposed to American values, and that's where all of our trouble is is really starting. Yes, absolutely. Um, in fact, I think, Skins, you gave me uh, an article there, a Fox News poll uh, indicated a majority of Democrat voters prefer socialism to capitalism. And that's just a direct result of indoctrination in the schools. Nick Adams, tell everybody where they can find your book, Trump and Reagan, Defenders of America. We need to be reminded what true leadership is and those who fight for our freedoms. Tell everybody where they can find the book. NickAdamsUSA.com. That's NickAdamsUSA.com or Amazon. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. All righty. Y'all stay tuned because we've got, speaking of being a a citizen activist, Dr. Melanie Burkholder is going to be here with me next. I think she's running for 76th uh, Assembly District, and she's going to be here to weigh in on the topics of the day and the recall, breaking news on the California recall. Stay tuned. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Can somebody explain to me why our Congress is looking to spend $4 trillion on infrastructure, and then Todd Gloria, mayor of San Diego, announced today $293 million of San Diego money being spent on infrastructure? 
What's a stink, Skins? I mean, why, you know, why the federal government? This is what I was saying last night. We're already spending out our heinies on infrastructure. We don't need another $4 trillion more on their crap, their green energy boondoggles. This is insane. Um, speaking of San Diego, Sean is on the line. He's got something he wants to say. Hello, Sean. Hi, Andrea. I was just uh, commenting on what I think you were going at or after on talking with their last guest. I was, uh, my company that I work for is based out of Tennessee. So um, I happened to read an article today, this morning, that uh, about the governor of Tennessee and a pastor uh, talking about his last bill that he has signed into uh, law, where they're actually creating some type of camp through, like you said, some type of a guard um, that they believe that it's going to be COVID related. So um, I thought that was quite interesting. Um, that, you know, why a Republican governor all of a sudden would jump on that ship uh, to have, you know, people uh, subjected to maybe being sent to a camp if they're not taking the shot. And this can be, and there was a pastor, there's a, a, a pastor of a large church that has talked talked about this with his congregation and, and is on, and uh, you can reference him on, on the web as far as I, you know, I, I don't want to release his name because I you know, you guys can check that. Well, yeah, uh, Potato Skins just uh, brought me an article that he found, uh, Red Alert. This is um, uh, from a blogger named John C. Carlton, and I want Dr. Melanie Burkholder uh, to weigh in on this in, in, in a moment. Um, COVID internment camps announced in America. Tennessee governor signs executive order authorizing National yep. Guard to carry yep, out COVID it. medical kidnappings. Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> Uh, you have no right not to be vaccinated. You have no right not to wear a mask. You have no right to open up your business. If you <laughs> refuse to be vaccinated, the state has the power to literally take you to a doctor's office and plunge a needle mm-hmm. into your arm. Um, and there is That's history it. and you there is, yeah, and, there, and we have history of internment camps in this mm-hmm. country done by Democrats. The reason why Republicans would do this is because in, in large part, we have a uniparty system. Um, Sean, thank you for calling in. I got to leave it hey, there. You're welcome. Thank you, because I've got Dr. Melanie Burkholder um, on the line. I asked her to come on the show tonight. Um, she is running for um, she's a candidate for California's 76th Assembly District. She is a decorated Secret Service agent, mental health counselor, proud wife and mother and a patriot. Uh, hi, Melanie. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Andrea, thank you so much for having me on tonight. It's been a while since we've talked, and I just appreciate it and, and the opportunity to talk about what's important. And thank you for identifying me as a patriot. I'll take that all day long. Well, girl, you are for a variety of uh, different reasons. First and foremost, because you're doing, you know, so many conservatives and Republicans just want to sit around and yammer and complain all day long. And they don't want to actually do anything to solve the problem. We wouldn't be where we were at right now if we hadn't been so compliant and so willing to go along actually believing, right, that if we just complied a little bit more, that at some point we get our freedoms back. I mean, that's not how history works, right? No, we have to, we have to, right. I mean, we have to fight for our freedoms. Ronald Reagan said that our freedoms were never more than a generation away. And now we see ourselves, We I read, I don't know if you've heard that um, there is an HR bill with the DHS is going to um, to force anybody who flies on an airplane in the United States to be jabbed. We've got New Orleans mayor today announced um, that in, in New Orleans, you're going to either have to be vaccinated or COVID test it before you can go into any indoor. I mean, the, the tyranny is is not only not releasing after coming out of the pandemic, it's getting worse. Your thoughts? Yeah, and um, 
I do appreciate, I do appreciate that. Here's the thing. So back uh, 18 months ago, I'm a mental health therapist, as you referenced, and, and about 18 months ago, I was on TV talking about how masking our children and this isolation and the things that we're having uh, based on the uh, soon-to-be-recalled governor's orders was not going to be healthy in, in a, a mental health aspect of it, uh, from my perspective, obviously, in that we didn't know what would come to fruition as a result of, of all of this um, insanity, as I, as I say it. So what we know now, Andrea, is that yeah, everything I predicted is coming true. Fear, anxiety, depression, uh, ADHD increases uh, because our kids were sat behind a screen all year long. Um, you know, suicide ideation attempts and unfortunately suicide completions are on the rise. Mental health visits for children age 5 to 11 are increasing at a rate of 24%, same time period from last year. Mental health uh, visits to the hospital uh, for ages 12 to 17 have increased 31% in one of the UC uh, San Francisco studies that I read. Um, this is what happens when you uh, compromise your children and use them as political pawns instead of uh, mm -hmm. deeming them the next viable people that are going to run this country and provide them with an in-person education to the fullest extent possible. I say this. Two years ago, if I had thought um, in my mind, I'm going to have to sue the state of California to get my kids an in-person instruction, an in-person public school education, that, that would have never mm -hmm. crossed my mind. But you know what? I had to, and I did, and, and that made a difference because all California schools were closed. Carlsbad Unified, uh, Torrey Pines, and San Diego, we, we sued, and we won, right? So now, if you had told me two years ago, I would have to sue the state to let my children breathe fresh air. Mm -hmm. I would never have believed it. But guess what? That's where I'm at right now. We're waiting on a hearing. We asked for an expedited hearing. As you know, schools in California are opening right now. Ours isn't quite open yet, but soon to be. And, and it's just the, the insanity of having to do what we're having to do to fight for our children. We do not have a parent union. The California Teachers Association is the most powerful union in this country, and they have used, have taken every opportunity during COVID to exploit our children mm -hmm. to the fullest extent possible. And Andrea, you and I both know children in politics have been off, off bases, no touching the kids, right? No more. They're using children at yeah. this point to pass their agenda and get their motive uh, uh, compromised. And, and, and like, let's just, what does it matter, right? We, right. we are so powerful. We're going to usurp these, uh, you know, uh, little ones and, and, and exploit them to the greatest extent possible. And yeah, and unbelievable. It, right. And all of this is supposedly done under the hashtag science, where they're literally destroying the minds and even the bodies uh, of children because there is there is forty seven over forty seven peer review studies that masks don't work. Over thirty two yeah. peer thirty two peer review studies that masks are harmful to children, uh, psychologically, uh, biologically, medically, and and yeah. then on top of it now is the push uh, to force vaccinations on children. Children don't get this, and they don't give it. And and the reason right. why, and they're so willing to sacrifice children, whether they're in the schools or whether they're in, in the womb, because the CDC came out today saying that pregnant women need to be jabbed. And let me tell you, you have children. Did you, were you told not yep. to smoke, right? When you were pregnant, you were told probably not to, not to eat sushi, right? And, and, and all these other things, but yet they're going to inject pregnant women with the, with these, with these, these poison. And uh, when you run for, for assembly, what is your plan? Because we've got to get more conservatives in office actually doing something to stop this. 
Well, my plan is going to be the same plan as it's been the whole time. Uh, if you look on my website, melanieforassembly.com, you'll see that education is at the top of my platform. Uh, not because I have two kids, but because I think about the kids that have a greater disparity in learning than my two do because uh, maybe perhaps they don't have the same uh, resources that we have in Carlsbad where my kids are. I don't know, whatever it is, but we have to, we have to figure education out in this state. We are falling behind and this country needs leaders emerging from our public school system. And what we're talking about now with foregoing the SAP and, you know, maybe doing pass-fail grades, not even having a system of grading and critical race theory imposing my children that are white cannot be um, graded the same way as someone with skin color that is different. With with melatonin that is different, they can uh, not melatonin. With <laughs> skin color that's different because of their skin color, that is called learned helplessness. When you tell someone they can't achieve over a period of time, they're not going to achieve, and that's what we would be doing to right. these children, and that's not right. Well, so you know, education is huge, and I think when you get to um, Sacramento and the Sacramento swamp with the supermajority Democrats, you have to unite about around one issue. And if education isn't it. Right. And we've got about a minute left. Issue. Excuse me for interrupting. We've got about a minute left. No we've got this California recall happening. Um, yes. We, you know, Elder Larry Elder, even though he had a misstep the other day, is still the number one Republican in the race. Yes. His focus on education is really about we've got bad teachers out there. He's uh, yeah, we've got bad teachers, but why are they bad? They're bad because they're they're indoctrinating kids and, and versus teaching. And I feel like he needs I feel like he, if he's the front runner, we need to be putting pressure on him to be more specific about what is going wrong in our schools because it's not enough to get him or anybody else into office as a Republican if they're not going to actually deal with the problem that's going on in the schools. What's yeah. going on in the schools is Marxism. They're One yeah. of the reasons why they're getting rid of the SATs and they're going to pass-fail and all that and teaching CRT, He's. it's not just about some bad teachers, about 5% that he wants fired. It's about our schools have been taken over by communists. Systematically, yeah, it's a it's it's a systematic problem, and we have to fix that. But I will say this. Once elected, Larry will have very much, very little power unless we can flip some more of these assembly, assembly seats. seats. Because, exactly. Right. So he will need my support at the end. And that's what I intend to do. Go to the table, have an issue that is bipartisan that we can both agree on, give a little here, take a little there, and make this better for everyone, not just for the person that's in office. It's not self-serving. I'm so tired of that. I'm so tired of people getting elected, yielding, wielding some uh, small amount of power and then imposing that on people of their their constituents right. where it's not wanted or warranted. So well, that's going to change. And I'm willing to step into the fray and make it happen. And I appreciate you know, just your support and, and letting me on the show tonight. And, you know, we could talk for hours. I know, but unfortunately, we're up. Yeah, unfortunately, we're up against a break. We'll have you back real soon. Tell everybody how to how to support your campaign. Yeah, please go to MelanieForAssembly.com. Right now, I'm heavily focused on fundraising. The Democrats bought that seat in 2018 and secured it in 2020. But we were the most competitive race of anyone challenging an incumbent in San Diego County second most in the entire state of California. So we intend to take this seat back in 2022. Well, God bless you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming on. Prayers. Please Th- pray. Yes. Thanks, prayers. honey. All righty. We'll pray Thank over you. you. All right. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap it up on the other side of the break. 
Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. All right, final segment for tonight. Um, nominee for Stink of the Week, Supreme Court, uh, Ms. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett. Did I not warn about Amy Coney you Barrett? You sure did. Oh, I've only been wrong once, and that had to do with uh, whether or not Cuomo was going to go down for the sexual harassment and charges. And that's still up for debate, whether yeah, you were yeah, really wrong. Yeah, it is. That's true. Uh, she denied an emergency petition filed by lawyers representing eight Indiana uh, University students that called on the Supreme Court to block the vaccine mandate. Um, they sent it back down to the lower courts. We we have nobody representing our constitutional nobody. rights. Um, uh, on the recall, Gavin Newsom is so desperate um, at this point that uh, he's come up with a strategy, at least the Democrats as well, are saying that they're telling people to go vote and vote no, but don't vote for anything else. Don't vote for anybody, uh, you know, uh, to replace him. Should he, as a backup, should he be recalled? Explain this to me, Andrea. What does it matter? Because if he's out, he's out. Well, because what they're, they're, they just wanted to get people out to vote no on the recall. And they're hoping that by scaring people to death about Delta variant or about this Republican or that Republican, and that this is about a Republican insurrection, they just want to get people out to vote no, right? Um, they're trying to motivate um the the people to get out that want to keep Gavin Newsom. I want to remind everybody listening that it was independent democrat and republican businesses that that had their 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 families and their livelihoods destroyed. Right. But what but what it, but you're right in the sense and LA Times did a rebuttal and said that doesn't make sense. Even if you vote no, you should still be smart enough to pick who might replace him if there's more yes people than there's no people. There, are, there is a democrat Cause, running. Well, cuz that is your only opportunity to have a say. And you can show up and vote no all you want, but if if there's more people that show up as yes, then at least you got a chance to have a choice in who replaces him. And you're right, there is a Democrat. I don't believe that this unknown Democrat YouTuber is actually, you know, um, got got a greater percentage of of in the polls. I don't think there's much there there because nobody even knows who this dude is. I'm not believing that for a second. Um, so this is just another desperate way to try to keep. Newsom in office and I, too little too late my friend too little too late I think he will be recalled and the question is you know who of the Republican Party is going to take it or will they steal it through election fraud we'll see you tomorrow night for Friday fun day peace out